0: hey everyone welcome back to another market open live stream so this is inflation week it's going to be big uh, a lot of expectations pricing in a 7.3 percent inflation rate year over year i think the month over month is also going to be quite interesting to see what ends up happening uh but no matter what happens uh, markets are expecting higher inflation for longer so i don't know how who, it'll be interesting to see how much of a catalyst cpi ends up really being because uh the expectations are already so high but uh anyway yes 7.3 is the year over year expectation that's up from seven percent last month and the month over month the hope is that omicron has depressed the month over month a little bit uh so that it comes in at 0.4 percent rather than the 0.5 percent that we had last month uh this uh this uh pricing in is uh, leading some for example some strategists this morning had a bloomberg uh had some bloomberg coverage that uh at, at jp morgan suggesting that that's it uh time to time to buy stocks everything's been priced in and, and this is something that's been talked about a lot uh i think one of the the neat things that you can do is uh, looking at the fed futures the, the uh, fed rate monitors and uh we can we can see that every week we continue to get more and more pricing in of of higher rate hikes uh, what, what probably doesn't get priced in, and this is hopefully the direction things don't actually go, is that the rate hikes don't actually do anything <laughs> to bring uh, inflation down. That, uh, that, I think, is a lot harder to price in. Uh, and, of course, ho- nobody hopes that, uh, that that's the direction that we go in. Uh, so uh, we also, as of Friday afternoon, had a lot of talk about potentially uh, uh, this, uh, this Peloton partnership. No, or acquisition, and so we've gotten a lot of moves on Peloton, uh, either potentially uh, Nike or Amazon potentially acquiring the company or uh, maybe uh, maybe even Apple acquiring the company. One of the things that, that I think is so incredible about Peloton uh, that I've always loved about Peloton is is really that they bought Precor, in my opinion, for a really good deal. Uh, they got a great deal on Precor. Stock right now is up about 29% in pre-market here. Uh, which which I think still puts it at about what thirty dollars or something. So it's it's still well in the toilet uh, relative to its previous pricing. But anyway, they've gotten so darn cheap. Uh, and uh, within them, they bought this company called Precor for four hundred million dollars or something like that, four hundred forty million dollars or whatever. They're they're worth like eight billion right now, uh, plus plus thirty percent. Yeah, it's it's at about thirty one seventy eight right now. Uh, but anyway. Pre-Core is, is basically your, your strength training uh, machine manufacturer for for almost all these these strength training machines that you see at either hotels or at uh, gyms, uh, and their, their high-quality machines are great. I really think the the hidden secret for Peloton isn't the bike or the treadmill. It's getting into strength training and really getting their platform out to every single machine. So if we can see something like that, Uh, you know, end up going over to Apple or uh, whatever. Uh, Amazon, I I think there's some incredible potentials. I would imagine that for Amazon, it would end up having something that becomes a little, uh, uh, how should you say? Amazon, I feel like, would take it into a more low-cost direction and and then try to get a fitness subscription going, maybe, or include that with Prime. Uh, Apple would probably go more in that higher-end direction. So it'd be kind of interesting to see where they end up going with that. And, and then Nike, and I don't know. But uh, anyway, so we'll see what happens there. There's also talk about Frontier acquiring Spirit Airlines. Uh, now, this is an interesting one because they're acquiring them for a uh, here it is 19% premium. Uh, the stock right now is only up about 12%, but they're acquiring them for about a 19% premium off of the... Uh, uh, closing price Friday, the the deal essentially values Spirit shares at about $25.83. And uh, right now it's selling for about $24.38. So still about a buck and a half off of uh, the valuation that we would expect to see. But anyway, Spirit, let's take a look here how they're doing. Uh, they are, I believe they're up somewhere on 12, like I said, 12% right now. Uh, uh, apparently I can't find them. Save. There we go. There we go. Okay. So, uh, yeah, this is obviously when, when news broke here. You can see that. And so you could see the enthusiasm has uh, leveled off. But that's okay. That's usually how it works. Uh, talk about Nissan no longer wanting to produce gas vehicles. I imagine there's a timestamp for that. Uh, we haven't seen that quite yet. And uh, I think a big interesting thing here is uh, Bloomberg put together a piece about uh, the, the scenarios for or potential tightening cycles and their arguments are are such that if we price in five rate hikes now with a taper this year as well then uh then, then you're likely to uh you're likely to see the, the market stabilize if inflation comes down uh the downside risk they mentioned is that we get this tightening by the fed and then inflation doesn't come down quickly enough, which, unfortunately, this monetary policy can have an 18-month lag. So, you know, you you tighten with the Fed. It it takes 18 months for it actually to take effect, which is really, you know, to the end of 2023. And if inflation itself does not come down, which, I mean, it should, because otherwise inflation would have to keep rising, right? But if it doesn't come down itself, then the Fed could potentially get even more aggressive, and that would mean more tightening, uh, which also has a delayed effect. And the worst case scenario would be this this merger of inflation and and consumer activity coming down at the same time as the Fed is is crimping down. So that that would sort of the worst case longer term scenario over over the next year or so. Uh, And and then even Bloomberg mentions that would have potential recessionary impacts. So uh, hopefully that does not happen. Let's take a look at what we got here. So uh, here's uh, Peloton. Talked about the Peloton. Uh, Funware also announced a a strategic partnership. I, I don't know much about why but uh that that's one of the reasons we're seeing spirit peloton and funware up uh we said so we talked about peloton spirit and funwares partnership uh and then of course crypto has has uh, done quite well over the weekend uh sitting uh Bitcoin sitting now at forty-two thousand eight hundred. ethereum's almost at 3100 uh, which remember if you ever want to trade crypto check out FTX via the links in the description down below and uh, this is of course leading the crypto miners to move today so that's uh, that's pretty typical uh, the crypto miners moving uh, can these these can sometimes be a, a nice little leveraged or sometimes even a delayed way a delayed and leveraged way to trade uh, crypto so right blockchain hive hut eight marathon doesn't matter any of these so this is where you're seeing some green today. Uh, I do find it interesting that Snowflake is up about 5.7% today uh, because they were also up quite a bit on Friday. And if we kind of look at the day chart here, uh, they've, they've come down substantially from some of their higher prices. And uh, one of the neat things is that uh, Snowflake to me is almost like a little bit of a bellwether for uh, for for risk appetite. And so it's not a surprise that as BTC is moving up, you're also seeing Snowflake move up because the valuation of Snowflake is, is quite wild. Mm. Anyway, okay, so let's see here. So Snowflake, Arcimoto, these guys moving up a little bit here in pre-market, a uh, nice four 5%. Uh, there's AMC up 2.51. EXP and Lemonade, these guys moving about 2% here with Shift. And if we scroll down to the bottom, let's see what we got over here. Alibaba is actually the one getting hit the hardest uh, down about 4.5%. That's interesting to me as there's, there's so been so much talk about how the Chinese economy uh, economy is, is getting so much more accommodation from both the fiscal side, and the monetary side uh, and their stock prices are, are insanely low. And so you're getting stimulus and low stock prices in China. Whereas in, in America, you you have still relatively elevated stock prices and a, Lagging uh, you know, fiscal support, and, and that'll expire, and uh, tightening coming from the feds it's, it's really an interesting environment and quite a difference. So seeing uh, Alibaba move down here, 4.5, is a little surprising. I'll see if there's uh, some news with Alibaba really quick. Let's go find out. Uh, and then maybe I can learn a little bit more too about what's going on with FUN, Baba. Uh, but you wonder how FUN's impacting Dwak. All right, what do we got here? So... Alibaba. <laughs> Who remembers full house? Welcome to the Alibaba hotel and casino. Uh, let's see here. Alibaba. Oh, oh, interesting. Okay, so it looks like there's some form of share registration potentially implying that SoftBank is getting ready to sell a bunch of its stock, potentially as much as a billion shares. And uh, and that, that somehow this might signal an exit of, of uh, SoftBank from uh, their investment. Now, Remember, SoftBank is, is is a massive fund; it's not really a bank. Called SoftBank, but uh, anyway, um, yeah, it looks like Citibank is saying that this this filing is a signal that SoftBank is about to bail. Well, that's uh, that's quite interesting. Okay, so that could be that could explain the larger movement there on uh, Alibaba. Sorry, Charlie Munger. And let's look at Funware. Okay, so Funware has a, now announced a strategic partnership with Campaign Nucleus. Yeah, yeah, I have no idea who that is, but um, yeah, we know that Fun was a in advertising related play around campaigns, and so uh, some form of partnership with Campaign Nucleus apparently rewarded. <laughs> okay, let's go. Let me go take a peek and see what else. The suit saying, all right, let's see here. So, Saudi oil price rise shows biggest seller sees hot market persisting. Yeah, let's take a look at oil really quick. Oil and, and the futures for stocks had a really interesting move. Uh, this uh, earlier stock futures were down, uh, like last night, they were down somewhere around half of a percent, and, and oil futures were also down, which was really weird. Uh, because you uh, often have been doing the opposite to each other. And uh, now, obviously, futures are up for stocks and uh, oil is uh, pretty much flat. Brent sitting at 93 and WTI sitting about 92. Kind uh, of interesting. Okay. So let's see what else we have. Hmm. Okay. Bloomberg talking about the 10-year treasury, life beyond two-year yields. Yikes. (laughs) Uh, 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 Okay. All right. Let's go look together. Let's see what we got. Okay. So futures rotating up just a little bit here. In fact, let's quickly just grab those. Uh, Yeah, you can see here about a tenth to a quarter of a percent. And I think that we... Important to see some stability going into inflation uh, and the inflation print on uh, on Thursday. Let's see. Eight is Tuesday. Nine is Wednesday. Ten is Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. It's interesting. Usually they do Friday. Uh, But anyway, so yeah, I I think if we get this kind of stability of of, uh, the stock market into uh, inflation, that'll be very needed, uh, especially after this crazy January that we've had. But, uh, let's see, Frontier, we talked about Frontier. Hmm. Tesla subpoenaed by SEC about complying with Musk's settlement. Oh, interesting. Uh, So, remember back when there was a settlement from Elon tweeting, you know, uh, we'll take Tesla private at 420 or whatever, and, and that led the stock to move. The SEC wanted Elon Musk's Twitter account to essentially be monitored. And uh, they wanted uh, a promise that uh, Tesla would monitor any any tweet by Elon. And uh, it, it, I wouldn't be surprised if the SEC is like, yeah, we want to we want to see what your controls are, because it kind of seems like it's only Elon Musk tweeting, especially since last week he was calling Joe Biden a wet sock puppet. Yeah, that's quite interesting. <laughs> OK, Uh, let's also take a look quickly here at what we got this week for earnings. That's going to be fun. That's going to be another big tell, uh, earnings this week, but we'll look at this in just a second here. Let me quickly grab earnings. You know, uh, interestingly earnings, we don't have that many weeks left of earnings, so we've almost gotten through the madness. Uh, all the companies so far have been really saying the same thing. Uh, it's just a matter now of, Uh, What's Q1 going to actually look like? You know, Q4 was great for a lot of companies across the board. Can we keep that strength going into Q1? that is the question. All right. Let's see here. So earnings. We have. Ooh, we have uh, Tyson Food this morning. That would be interesting for for supply chains. I'm going to write these down. So we got. Tyson, especially since they've been raising meat prices like crazy. Hasbro, there's another potential supply chain one. Mm, those reported this morning An Energizer. Apparently, they did really well. Okay, then, aftermarket today, we have Chegg, Take-Two, Amgen, ooh, Simon Property Group. So, we'll cover those today. So, that'll be fun. And then, on Tuesday... We have Pfizer, BP, Harley. These are all on Tuesday. That's cool. Uh, Peloton, after hours tomorrow. Corsair, Chipotle, Lyft, Trivago. Ooh, apps. That'll be fun. Uh, Wednesday, CVS, Canopy Growth. After hours, we've got, ooh, Disney, Uber, Sonos, Twilio. Zynga, ooh, it's going to be an entertaining week, and then Thursday, which is CPI data day, Twitter, Pepsi, Coca-Cola, Affirm, Zillow, Cloudflare, Upwork, ooh, it's going to be a fun week, all right, cool, so Tesla, so yeah, this is the, the subpoena we were talking about. And uh, they're seeking information about Tesla. Ah, that's funny. Yeah, that's literally what it was. Yeah. Uh, seeking information about Tesla's governance process and compliance with a settlement reach. Yeah. So that that's basically that. They, they want to see what the heck he's up to uh, and, and if anybody's actually monitoring, which honestly, I mean, based on some of the latest tweets, I, I highly doubt. Mm. I do wonder if there was a catalyst as, as to why. Didn't elaborate on what prompted the filing. All right, never mind then. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, because sometimes they'll be like, you'll see a reference like, oh, somebody did this. And maybe it was like, oh, well, because he said this, we want to now check. Uh, Facebook threatening to leave Europe over not potentially being able to export data from Europe to America, which obviously they're a data-dependent business that would be quite interesting i I don't know how popular facebook and instagram are in europe but i I can't imagine leaving an entire continent is 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 uh very beneficial it's certainly not going to help your business out in america you know and and certainly brings your business to zero over there that's quite odd all right let's see what else we got I'd say mostly st- uh, stability here, in and a lot of green actually, uh, specifically amongst the those the companies with news like Peloton and Spirit. Spirit starting to price in more, trying to get to that twenty five eighty ish level, which is about where where the value should be. Uh, Peloton coming up six point six percent after dropping. Uh, we're on uh, on Friday. A lot of the crypto companies. But really, once we scroll past crypto and Alibaba on the losing side, most stocks seem to be really sitting here around the plus or minus 1% range. Affirm, Roblox, Palantir, Upwork, these guys all sitting around 1%. Let's take a look at Tesla here. Yeah, Tesla about uh, half of a percent. And so we'll see. I think a big thing for Tesla is really breaking out of of some of these these pain trends that we've had here. And uh, if we can really stay above the 880, that's that's quite critical. But these are these are nasty downward trends, uh, and, uh, and and there's room for for the pain to end here. Absolutely. Same thing with Matterport. My goodness, look at how the volume on Matterport has exploded. But uh, you know, it sometimes makes sense as price goes down, volume goes up because the shares are cheaper. But Still, I mean, that's that's a lot. I mean, you're double-triple the value here, uh, or double-triple the volume here. So, okay, let's see. What else we have to cover today? (laughs) I can't wait to go red halfway through the day. You know, uh, lately, the last uh, three or four weeks, a lot of what we've seen, it has actually been uh, volatility the first, like, three hours of the day, where... You know, if we're going to go red, sometimes we end up going red the first three hours of the day. But then ending up, uh, uh, ending up green towards the end of the day, which which is good. Uh, we, we want that feeling of again stability. Uh, really, that that feeling's probably not going to go away until there's some kind of real catalyst to the downside. Uh, whether that's uh, hawkish comments, again, from j on March 16th, uh, which probably won't start really getting... Yeah, you know, I don't think the market will really start getting nervous about... J. until like a week before. It usually doesn't, uh, and, and then of course what happens with inflation. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, and then there was also talk about Ford potentially cutting some of their production to because of chip shortages. So really reiterating again, just continued pain with uh, with these supply chains. Uh, at, at this point, that's just it feels like old news though. I mean we hear this over and over again. All right, let's see with. What the Brits are saying. Good morning, Toronto. Uh, Macron flies to Moscow for talks with Putin to ease tension over Ukraine. Oh, wow. French president handing over. Let's see here. So we talked about, okay, uh, Frontier. We didn't talk about Spotify not canceling Joe Rogan, but that's what they said. They would not cancel Joe Rogan. The cancel culture is also kind of crazy, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> there's not, I mean, beyond a lot of the things that we've covered, there's not too terribly much news. Let's see, crypto platforms fear SEC's new rule on exchanges. Oh, let's take a look at this. Uh, I believe this is the uh, know your the know your customer rules, but well, let's get logged in here and we'll find out. hmm, <laughs> hmm. Okie dokie, so let's uh, take a look at the financial times. Ugh, uh, maybe not. Yeah, alright, give me a second. Here, you know what? We'll hop on over here for a second, and we'll just listen in while, while I try to get logged in, because apparently logging in is hard. <laughs> to talk about this morning, Morgan Stanley on Snowflake, uh, one of uh, Taiwan uh, semi got a street high at Bank of America. We'll get to all of that and the opening bell. Oh, that's why Snowflake's moving. Okay, I, as we saw earlier in the live stream, we saw Snowflake moving, and I'm like, "Huh." That's usually a sign of, of some risk on appetite uh, to see Snowflake move with with the valuation that it has. Uh, and if if they got an upgrade then uh, then that makes sense why well, you might see some of this. I, I really think upgrades are kind of funny, upgrades and downgrades. It's almost like when, when stocks are falling, everything gets downgraded. And when stocks are you know start going up again, everything starts getting upgraded. And it's like, well what what is the point then of your stupid price targets and, and your nonsense upgrades and downgrades? It, it's just it seems like they're more reactive than anything oh, whatever. Alright, we got about seven minutes to go before the market open. And let's take a peek over here. Cryptocurrency platforms fear they are about to face tighter regulatory scrutiny after the SEC proposed new rules that could bring more digital asset exchanges under its purview. The amended rules seek to fill a regulatory gap by making platforms sitting outside the SEC's supervision comply with existing standards intended to protect investors. The new 654-page guidance backed by the SEC in a vote last month, does not explicitly refer to digital asset exchanges, but the crypto and legal, but crypto sector and legal experts believe the industry could fall under an expanded SEC definition of an exchange, which officials have said is aimed at capturing uh, platforms, trading securities that fall outside the agency's scope. So basically, without mentioning, there's a concern of, of this larger regulatory regime applying to crypto exchanges. But I don't. I also don't know why that would be so terrible. Uh, I, I guess it's probably a continued lack of clarity. Yeah, that that would be my guess. See, one of the things that sucks right now is we have so many different agencies that could potentially regulate crypto, and nobody really knows like who who's the leader in in this regulatory space. Uh, you know, what do you do with DeFi? What about miners? Right? It's it's. I, I think honestly, a lot of it has to do with the fact that our government's quite clueless. Uh, let's see. Trade Group, whose membership includes FTX. Hey, that's our sponsor for today's video, which, of course, use the links down below to sign up for FTX. Uh, wrote in a public comment that amendments could expand the SEC oversight of the crypto exchanges and decentralized networks in a way not publicly mentioned or discussed. By the... All right. This is a bunch of lack of clarity, which honestly has, has been the definition of regulation for crypto. has just been confusion, lack of clarity. So, oh, well. Uh, at some point, that'll get fixed. Fed and ECB still, oh, well, here, this is this is probably your biggest bear when it comes to uh, inflation. Uh, this guy right here, oh, look at him. They got a little, little transparency for him. This guy, Mohammed, he is always, always, like, complaining. Like, him talking about the Fed being behind on inflation is is, like, you know, I don't know. Calling the pope catholic it's just like it's so obvious at this point uh but uh let's see what his rationale here is of uh, of any particular complaint all right hawkish pivot we did see that pivot over on at the ecb which it's funny you know uh, i i made this video this weekend and i'm like you know jerome powell's pivot after politically meeting uh with with Biden was just such a shocker. And it's like, really? Like you're gonna pivot your whole position like seven days or whatever after getting confronted by Joe Biden. Seems like there's some political influence there. Which of course that led some people in the comments to say, oh well you pivoted too. And then I'm kind of like you realize I pivoted because Jerome pivoted, <laughs> right? So it's kind of disingenuous to, to make that comparison sense. Since, since I, I'm reacting to uh the Fed because while well, history tell us tells us that you know, the, the Fed is what moves markets. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, I mean, we saw this pivot over at the ECB as well, which we weren't expecting. When Jerome Powell pivoted, the ECB uh, and Christine Lagarde, uh, who used to be the head of the International Monetary Fund, is now the head of the European Central Bank. Uh, she, you know, She's like, hey, um, yeah, we might have to flip too. <laughs> it's been kind of interesting. But anyway, this Mohammed guy, he's constantly railing on inflation. Uh, And I don't know that there's anything he's really saying here that we haven't heard of before or talked about before. So I I certainly haven't seen any kind of new data or something. Uh, Although I did just give that a quick little skim. Uh, Let's see here. This is good. Bond market signals room for Fed to raise rates without stalling economy. And this is critical, right? The last thing you want is to stall the economy. I think the economy is actually doing very well. Kathy Wood had a little bit more of a bearish outlook uh, which if you haven't watched my Kathy Wood video yet, I'd encourage watching it because there's some things that Kathy said that, that in my opinion really stand in the face to what facts actually are, which that of course led to you know people like, oh, Kathy's older than you, so she must know more. And it's like, oh, okay, all right. Yeah, let's let's use logical fallacies to debate fact, right? But then again, you can't expect much more from the comment section because this is what people apparently do for their lives is complained on, in the comments section of Twitter and YouTube without logic or reason, but whatever. Uh, US government bond market is signaling the Federal Reserve will be able to tame inflation in the coming years without stopping on. This could be because of the break-even rates, because they have been relatively stable. But well, let's see what they're saying. Treasury yield jumped last week after a much stronger than expected jobs report. Investors bet strength in the labor market would give the Fed further impetus to tighten. This is true. Despite these upbeat figures, which pointed to rising wage pressures, expectations for future inflation barely budged. This is true. So expectations for future, there we go, longer-term break-even rates. Exactly. So, uh, th- and and this is actually one of the concerns that I have, is uh, the, the break-even rates are not pricing in a the, the fact that the Fed could potentially misstep and make a mistake. And that's a sign that when, 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 I I hear so many people, especially on YouTube, they're like, oh, it's already priced in. It's already priced in. What's not priced in is inflation getting worse while the Fed is hiking. That is not priced in at all. The market is pricing in a soft landing. The market is pricing in that everything's going to be fine, that essentially inflation is going to come down uh, as supply chains repair themselves. Inflation will come down over the next year or two. And, uh, and and any kind of actions by the Fed, even though they have a, a substantial lag, will will end up not uh, overly tightening the economy. Uh, fine, but uh, you know if there's any kind of misstep in in that soft landing, that has not been priced in, uh, and and I think that's that's very useful to consider. Uh, any so anytime you hear oh it's been priced in, no perfection has been priced in. <laughs> anyway, uh, hopefully that ends up being the case. So uh, S&P up about 0.14 uh, here at the open. That's interesting. I, I thought it was up much more. We got about 15 seconds to go here. Yeah. Okay. So it, just, it really just seems like low vol, but let's go ahead and listen to the bell the opening bell here on the CNBC real-time exchange of the big board it is Anheuser bush looking ahead to this weekend's super bowl on nbc of course this sunday at the nasdaq synaptics a developer of human interface hardware and software celebrating its 20th listing anniversary speaking of shop bank um uber will be a name to watch Ooh, quite great this week as uh, we're going to get earnings uh, later in the weekend. And- okay, the- that's like 70% green. That's nice, Andrew. No, I don't want detailed arguments in 200 characters or less. You know, I, I think what's moronic is is when people are like, oh, somebody knows more than you because of their age. Well, that doesn't mean that they've done any kind of study to what's potentially happening. A- age does not mean anything. I think age is, is the most ridiculous uh, uh, argument that people can make, especially if somebody's like, person A said one thing, person B countered what person A said with facts, arguments, and reason. And then person C comes in and says, oh, well, person A must be right because they're older. It's like, wait, what What kind of response is that to the facts and data? You don't need more than 200 characters to go, hey, this is why I think you're wrong. Take a look at this piece of evidence. Come on, man, that's like 80 characters. All right, uh, so it does look like the indices at least here at the open, are dragging down a little bit. This is not uncommon because we we generally face what we've been talking about the, as as convictionless rallies. Uh, so we see a, a firm was up about a percent here in the pre-market, heading down a little bit here. This is so common. It's uh, the weekend's over. We're going into inflation week. You're going to see, in my opinion, a lot of uh, of, of profit taking before the inflation print, because again, the market is pricing in perfection. And if we don't get perfection, uh, then then I would expect uh, that we'll see uh, some pain. But uh, then again, the first minute or two tend to be the most red, so we'll see if we can end up uh, staying or going green here. Uh, really, I would expect probably the first three hours of the day to, to be a little nonsensical again. And uh, who knows? Maybe we'll get we'll close into the green again uh, at the end of the day. Oh, look at that! There comes a the little pop back on the firm. A little buying pressure here. There we go. Peloton coming, rise, coming in to rise a little bit here. And spirit the same. There we go. Now we're getting that green comeback. Good. Let's see here. Spy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's technically up 0.1% here. Uh, so got to ignore the minute candlesticks there for a moment. There we go. QQQ coming back up a little bit. So first little sell orders got out of the way and now looks like pushing green a bit here. Tesla up about half percent. Matterport coming up about a percent. Anything really taking off and flying here? Oh, well, Dutch Bros again, of course. Dutch Bros is such an interesting one. Uh, Dutch Bros really had had never really sold off as much as uh, a lot of other companies. It's really quite well held on. Dwack coming in here. So is Dwack. has been incredible. But uh, Dwack also have a nice little pop here at the open. Let's look at it. Here's Coinbase and AMC. Here we go. Uh, Lemonade, a couple percent on Lemonade. SoFi, a couple percent as well. SoFi is such a bargain. $12.16. And Redfin, $28. It's crazy. Uh, Etsy, $135. Yeah, Looking at the downside, Alibaba is still slipping to the lower side here. So you're seeing that continued pressure here on Alibaba, really moving from about that 116 now to just under 115. That's quite incredible. Uh, what did it, go? it went down to like 108, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It went down to 108. And uh, now on this news that SoftBank potentially might be dumping their shares, we're, we're definitely seeing that pressure come into Alibaba. But we're not seeing that really spread to a lot of other things. I mean, Lucid down half percent, big deal. Uh, you know, Microsoft, Apple, PayPal, these folks nominally moving. DWAC, of course, still moving. <laughs> Spirit finally moving a little bit more. It, 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 again, should really probably get to, uh, 2580. But then there's always a little bit of risk that, well, what if the deal doesn't go through, right? Yeah, you know, things aren't perfect with, with merger pricing. Uh, Cloudflare. A little bit of a pop here. Boy, oh boy, Cloudflare has been through one heck of a roller coaster. You know, excuse me. Whew. Cloudflare, they fell to like, what, 80 bucks or something like that. I mean, it got so darn cheap. And uh, uh, nice nice little recovery coming back here. Especially, I think one of the things that's bringing a lot of attention to cybersecurity has been the uh, Beijing Olympics. And uh, I think one of the reasons that you're seeing it uh, is, is because you're seeing this renewed talk about uh, surveillance and using a VPN uh, and spying by China and all this kind of crazy stuff over in, uh, in in China. And I think that's leading to this renewed look at, oh, my gosh, well, maybe we should look into some cybersecurity companies. And, and then you do that. And, I mean, then you look at the stock price and it's like, oh, wow, that, that seems a lot cheaper than what it used to sell for, you know? That's quite wild. So quite, quite wild. All right. So, uh, okay, Piton actually dropping a little bit here. Look at this. It was up 28 to 30%. Now sitting at about 24 here. So a little bit of a rotation to the downside. It looks like uh, Dwack continues to move here. Dwack up about 8.8% right now. So really a, a good little rally coming out of the open here. Yeah then we've got yeah fun pushing up 18 19% here and then of course we've got the crypto related companies uh bobbing a little bit. I BTC is not moving much right now. So it's not a surprise to not see these move much. But if you are making bets that BTC is going to make some moves, one of the nice thing about the miners is you can get options on them a lot more easily than you can get options on uh, crypto. Uh Coinbase 3. Look at this uh, a firm all of a sudden popping. Yeah, look at a firm run yeah, uh, you're up about four percent, four point three percent on a firm right now. So nice moves here, three percent on Etsy. Uh, you could you could be seeing some enthusiasm as well when you get like more and more people like the JPM analysts we talked about earlier like, oh, don't worry, it's all priced in. time to buy stocks. It's like, okay, play your violin, but uh, that that can definitely lead to uh, some of these bounces. Sometimes they create opportunities for folks to sell. But that was mostly, it seemed like, December and January, the convictionless rallies. I mean, some prices are still pretty incredibly low. Tesla bobbing around 0.6. It also would not be a bad thing for the market to go back to a little bit more of a calm environment. Uh, so, like, for example, we go back to seeing, like, daily swings of a half percent on Tesla, uh, which is, you know, what nearly a trillion dollar company. That That is much more normal and healthy for the market than seeing these insane, uh, uh, you know, 10% days to the downside, and then upside, and then 7% to the down, 7% to the upside. It's quite wild. And I, I, I think those are usually signatures of bear markets when, when you have these this insane repricing of, of fear and then greed and fear and greed. Very, very typical in, in bear markets. Not so common in, in, uh, uh, in, in more euphoric times. We tend to have much more straight up. Uh, anyway. Upstart, which is a big trading stock as well, moving nicely here. Uh, Upstart, Cloudflare. Look at that. Cloudflare just keeps on moving right here. This is very, very nice. So Cloudflare uh, has been moving uh, you know, for, for the last, what, 10 minutes here, 8 minutes. Uh, so is Upstart. Uh, Spirit Airlines finally, again, pushing back up to that level here. Even Piton recovering back up. Uh, here comes SoFi, 3%. Good. Is anything really move, falling to the downside? Let's see here. Not much. I mean, we talked about Alibaba, Spotify on 2.75, Snapchat 1.3, Snap sitting at. What are we sitting at with Snapchat? Thir- 38 bucks. Oh, that's not bad. I think that puts it to like Monday of last week's pricing, which is kind of wild because of what we went through last week. But if I go to the, the day chart here, oh, no, we're above. So we're, we're back at 38.44. That puts us somewhere over here at about a January 13th pricing. So that's about, you know, a good little three weeks that got recovered there. That's quite good. So definitely some enthusiasm here. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly green. Very, very green. And yeah, say much of the market is green today. Uh the indices should be rising then. No, spy's not really moving here. It's really getting stuck at that uh that 450 level. Which, um, which is not uncommon because we do have that retracement, the 50% retracement here, creating a little bit of a lid for it. Uh, we did run up to uh, the 61.8 line, but, but quickly came back down. Let's try uh, QQQ. And I want to see also what Google's up to here. Okay, so QQQ doing the best. So tech is really coming back a, a, a little bit more today. So I think that might be why you're not seeing the SPY move as much today. But, but this is a very nice trend that you're seeing here on, on uh, QQQ. NASDAQ. Uh, oh, look at that. Tesla now 1.5%. Very nice. And if we go to, where's Google? Because remember, Google's got that stock split coming up. Yeah, Google's at 2871. You know, a lot of that euphoria has kind of gone away from that stock split, which you saw right here. Uh, and so you've you've got this consolidating uh, period here. But uh yeah, well, keeping an eye on Google, I think, is very valuable. It's a phenomenal company. I think no matter what happens, the the, the big companies like um, uh, Google, Apple, Tesla, uh, these companies, again, no matter what happens in the market, recession or not, these are going to be the killers. Uh, these are going to be the, the absolutely incredible movers and shakers. Uh, so it's very exciting. Okay, Redfin. Four percent. Look at a good day here. Uh, see, look at that—a firm six percent. Yeah. spot. Yeah. No, oh, not much pain. Okay, let's let me see what the suits are saying. Let's go take a peek. All right, M. Mm, Lloyd. Mm, mm. Okay, let's see sovereign debts. Mm, da, 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 da. Oh, let's see here. Consumer goods companies keep showing they can boost how much they can charge customers who don't seem stretched to pay up. That's easing margin worries and lifting share prices for some of the biggest U.S. companies. This makes sense. If companies say they have pricing power, that's good. That means margins can go up. Not so good for inflation. One of the top S&P 500 gainers ahead of the bell was Tyson Food, which which is raising prices as it grapples with the tight labor market and smaller livestock herds. Beef prices jumped 32% in the quarter with chicken up 20% and pork up 13%. Recent data showed that American cattle uh, uh, shrank more than expected and consumers are expected to face more sticker shock. Amazon hiked prices. Kimberly Clark raised prices, right? We saw that in ours. Yeah, wow. Okay, so that's why Tyson's doing well. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. Let's take a look at their stock. Yeah, it's quite interesting to watch these companies raise prices so much and brag about how much they can raise prices because it really does signal uh, quite the inflationary concerns. So they reported, and and as a result of their reporting, they're up about 9%. My goodness. Uh, they have just been killing it, by the way. I mean, look look at this stock movement here. They have seen virtually no pain in, in the last two, three months where, where there has been pain elsewhere. Uh, and, and they are just zooming to record highs now. You know, we did a a deep dive on Tyson. Oh gosh, I don't know, maybe three, four months ago. And it was really incredible just about how much they brag about how they could raise their prices. And apparently they're still doing it. And the stock is really rewarding that right now. Look at these moves though. Look at this. Cloudflare now up 8%. You got a firm up 7%. Nice moves here. Even Redfin, Roblox, these guys, 4, 5% today. Uh, SoFi 3.6. Lemonade. Uh, shift technologies. Still not seeing that small cap revolution, though. The small caps really lagging behind, and I think that's that's uh, sort of reiterating that that somewhat of risk off sentiment. Uh, Tesla is even up to about two percent right now, nine forty one. Look at that chart for today. That's really nice. And of course, okay, good. Let me see a little bit more what the suits are saying. Good moves. So, all right, let's see here. Mm -hmm -hmm -hmm. And then let's also get a quick little look at BTC. And then we'll see what else is being talked about. Ooh, look at BTC here on FTX. Uh, Let me give it a little refresh there. Uh, Sitting at 43.81 right now. Look at that move. You know it's funny how BTC really likes to uh, get volume spikes and move right around the bell. Uh, look at this. Here's the bell, 6:30. We had the first few minutes of tentativeness. Then you started seeing tech start moving right. We started seeing uh, a positivity. Like a firm was flat. A firm was pre-market up two percent. Went flat at the bell. You saw that tentativeness around the bell, and then you started seeing a firm go. That's we're going to the moon. You see it go up like six, seven percent. You see Tesla go up two percent. You see Snowflake up five percent. Uh, it and so you see really some of this risk on in in larger companies. I'd say mid caps and large caps, small caps still being left behind, but that leading now to more enthusiasm here at BTC going from about uh, 43 to uh uh, to to about uh, 43.3 so up about three, four hundred bucks here. Nice move. Uh, obviously, on the one-minute candles here, but but really nice moves. So we'll keep an eye on this. Yeah, the Tyson here, absolutely. Look at this Cloudflare. I mean, we've been watching them all morning here, and uh, we you know we saw them up about four percent. Now they're up about nine point five percent. Really incredible. Okay, let's see here what else. The Sults Okay, so we talked about margins. Ooh, BFA. Ooh, this is interesting. What is this? Bank of America's consumer clients made 335 billion of total payments in January, up 17% from a year earlier. Oh my gosh. Uh, second highest month of spending on record. This is insane. The amount of money people are spending right now is just insane. It's, it's like, it, it should be, you would think this should be very good for the stock market, but the economy is crushing it. This is why when people are like, oh, the economy not doing well. I'm like, what are you, what are you smoking? Like the economy is doing really, really well. You know, there are longer term concerns about the Fed and inflation. And, and that's, that's potentially a conversation for a different cycle. Right. But, uh, but in terms of the economy right now, like the snapshot of the economy right now is, is phenomenal. Uh, you know, it's like Kathy Wood this weekend saying that, Oh, uh, consumers are, are, are doing terribly right now. Consumer spending just isn't doing as well. And, and even Facebook's complaining about how weak the consumers are. Uh, and, and I remember saying in my video, I'm like, Kathy, what, what are you smoking? Like, the consumers are doing great, and Facebook did not complain about, uh, where was it? I have the document. Yeah, Facebook did not complain about a weak consumer at all. Uh, Facebook complained about supply chain issues and, uh, and and labor disruptions, not about a weak consumer at all. This is the document that I showed there. Oops, why oh, it's doing that. Uh, there we go. Starting a little HDMI cable, but it, that, that was just mind-blowing to me. It's like, we're not, not having a weak economy right now. It's very good, good right now. Consumer spending on credit and debit cards increased 16% from a year earlier. Oh my gosh. I mean, this spending is insane. It doesn't stop. A sign that consumer's willingness to book future travel plans are up. Bank of America consumer clients continue their strong payment trends into January following the record levels of 2021. That's going to lead to more price hikes. These trends, bo- and everybody is booking everything out. I mean, you try to travel right now. Hotels are getting booked out like crazy. Travel's getting booked out like crazy. Everybody's blowing all their money. It's quite wild. Uh, Bank of America, consumer, strong payment trends into January. and Checking and savings deposits were up 15% from a year earlier. These trends bode well for the economy as we move further into 2022. Yep. Spending on credit cards grew 28% from a year earlier. Air travel grew 160% from a year earlier. Among consumers with an average deposit balance of less than $2,000 before the pandemic, balances were up about 1% in January from the previous month, five times their pre-COVID levels. Wow, 1% per month. Credit and debit card spending in the higher income tax brackets was up 23% from a year ago. And payment activity by cash and checks was down about seven percent as clients continued to transition to digital. That's a good thing. Wow, that is that's a really bullish uh, bullish. Uh, what's it called? Stat here. Biden retools economic to-do list as inflation overshadows. Okay, well, I I am tired of hearing that Joe Biden is is retooling his plans. Do something. <laughs> it just feels like there's just a lot of talk. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, Let's see. Credit. Da, 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 da. Credit costs soar as investors brace for end of ultra cheap cash. Yeah, I believe that. I wouldn't be surprised if we see uh, interest rates start bumping a lot on things. Driving demand up. Ooh, let's take a look. Jet demand down. Really? Whose jet demand is down? Because travel has been crazy. Uh, Oil prices for the trend ahead, or the week ahead. High-frequency data for global oil inventory suggests that the stockpile deficit against seasonal averages has widened to a near post-pandemic record. Stockpile deficit has widened. Okay, so so lack of. Okay, interesting. Where did they say... This jet demand thing, that's quite interesting. I always like looking at this. I don't see it. Yeah, never mind. I don't know if they mean private or or public, but whatever. Okay. What else do we have here? We have shift towards EVs, an opportunity for Taiwanese firms. I think it's an opportunity for everyone We you think about it. Meta renews its warning to the EU. All right. We talked about that earlier. I still don't know why they named it Meta. I guess because maybe people don't like Facebook. Uh, Oh, later today, by the way, I'll be doing an interview with Peter Schiff. That should be really interesting. (laughs) I haven't talked to him in a very long time. We kind of already know what his stance on things is, but uh, it's been a while. Uh, Okay. Let's go take a look at markets. Okay. So Cloudflare chillaxing a little bit here. I mean, it's had it, it's had this insane run out of the gate. So who cares if it has a little brief moment here? Uh, what do we got here? The spy has been pretty much flat, and let's see here. People are spending their mortgage forbearance money. Mine ends in July. I have a bunch of money to spend. <laughs> yeah, I, I really do believe that, that people have a lot of money right now to spend. Uh, and this is actually leading to quite a strong consumer and strong economy. Again, why I was so shocked that Kathy Wood is like, oh, the, the consumer's weak right now. The economy's falling. Like, I don't see that anywhere. Uh, and, and again, like, I just think that... <clears throat> A firm with hundreds of millions of dollars for <coughs> for their company and, and fees should have quite accurate research, but some of the stuff was just blatantly wrong. Anyway, a firm is freaking killing it right now as it leads into earnings. Well, look at this. Uh, I mean, a firm up uh, 8.22% right now. Uh, took a brief little breather here, but uh, only to, to continue the rally right now. So really nice move here. I mean, even Palantir, look at that, 4% today. Nice little rally here. Lemonade coming up. Yeah, that one usually gets left behind. It's at $30 right now. Trade desk coming back. Good. Coming back to life here, finally. Let's see. Tesla was up 2% we last checked. Yeah, it's up 2.18 right now. Same thing. Brief little pause here and a little bit of a push coming again. And Uh, I think it's a QQ. Oops. The QQQ is really what's driving. So tech stocks is really driving the narrative today. Yeah, look at that. Same little look here. The rally, the pause, the push. Oh, that's good. A little test. But the small caps, what's up with these? Look at this. Corsair stuck in the mud. Uh, moving about 1% here. Shift technology moving about 2% here. The the short squeeze that just never comes in the uh, small caps. It's really a flight to to the perception of safety in mid caps that we're seeing uh a firm these guys mid caps look at Tyson now up 10% wild Dutch Bros of course just continues to rocket. All right, let's see uh here's uh BTC on FTX. Uh, also again really bouncing wanting to bounce a lot off of that th- a 434 level. This is the second time now we're bouncing off of 434. Let's get into Bloomberg. Okay. Uh by the way, uh we're going to also do some trading, uh, I think, uh, probably starting either at the close today or or more likely tomorrow morning, and um, so we're, we're going to do some earnings uh, plays this week with some fun options, whether we're going to do straddles or whatever, which if you want to learn about those, we'll talk more about them in the Course Member Live. Uh, there's a V-Day coupon uh, down below for Valentine's Day, so you're welcome to check that out. Okay, so we talked about JPM. We talked about Frontier. Talked about Biden. Talked about a lot of this. Cuomo feels vindicated. Okay, that's that's an interesting one. Talked about Tesla. Hmm. <laughs> that's a funny title. Adults back in charge of stock market as Fed awakens big money. Tesla scaves. Uh, okay, more EVs coming to Japan. Good. Hmm. 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 All right, again, talked about Frontier, talked about Peloton. I think we've probably covered... uh, Let's go to Enphase. Okay, or uh, Financial Times. I saw somebody else write about Enphase. Let (laughs) me go to Financial Times here. No, nothing new here. Okay, how about Wall Street Journal? a quick little check. Oh, and then what we should also do is I do want to take a quick peek at oil. Oh, how is the Dow slightly red? Yeah, look at the NASDAQ pushing 1% here. That's really good. Uh, I do want to zoom out on the QQQ here for a moment because tech is really killing it today. This is today's a good rally day for tech. Uh, let's see here. Let's zoom out to the day chart. Yeah, I mean, here's here's your tech. I mean, you're, under, you're still under the 200-day moving average on the QQQ, which is really quite remarkable. Uh, this is this is historically an incredible time to buy. Unless, of course, you, you have fears of some kind of larger uh, cyclical shift. This, I mean, sitting under the 200-day moving average on the QQ is, is unbelievable. Anyway, Tesla right here, about 2.26 right now. Even Amazon's up a couple percent. Uh, and then, of course, we got the runners like uh, Cloudflare, Affirm, uh, Upstar, Toast, Etsy, about four and a half, Trade Desk. Phenomenal company, especially if we get that advertising push this year. We'll see. Okay, let's go to oil. Uh, Brent actually down a little bit. Both oils down slightly here. Uh, You've got WTI down to about 91 and then 92.6. Oil falls on positive signals from U.S.-Iran talks. Oh, well, that's good. (laughs) Okay, and yeah, BTC kind of stuck in the same spot here. Trying to break. Oh, no, there we go. Just got a little update there on the one minute candle and sitting at 43, 438 right now. Let's see if we can fully break above that. So we'll be watching that. I think that'll be bullish. Yeah, we'll see what happens. There's a lot of bouncing here. Uh, okay, good. Anything else? Oh, Palantir hit 5% just now, by the way, do Dwag, uh, Dwag hits. Look at that chart for today. Oh my gosh. Dwag hits 11% today. Tyson food breaking, uh, 10.6. Oh my gosh. Uh, Cloudflare's Almost up to that ten percent level. It's a big move on the day. Uh, a firm here, eight percent. There's Palantir. Well, where is it? Somewhere here. Anyway, Palantir had a rough, rough week last week, I believe. Uh, let me look at their day chart here. Yeah, Palantir right now is sitting at about thirteen sixty. Fell to about eleven seventy five, and we are getting those those higher lows. That's a nice trend here to see sort of potentially, uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, you never necessarily want to say bottom because we've, we've trying to been, we've been trying to find bottom since December (laughs) and things have kind of continued to hit new lows, but we really haven't since about that third week here of, of uh, January. Things have been somewhat flat on uh, the, the pain side. Yeah. If anything, slowly starting to rise off of these lower levels which is good uh, rivian 63 look at that went down to 50 bucks wild okay downside baba biggest one but it's kind of stabilizing here netflix dropping 1.3 percent really no no negativity uh, negative no negativity today there we go there's the word uh very very good start to uh an inflationary uh, an inflation read week Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if 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 we get any kind of like crazy volatile day before best case scenario, we just have stable days going into inflation. And I think that'll lead to the best resilience going into inflation. Last thing we want are these things that we saw last week where you had these insane like 10% swings to one direction or the other. It was was quite wild. All right, time to go make some more coffee. Oh, let's see. Uh-uh-uh. arc almost 4%. Is that true? Let's see. Arc, Yeah, three and a half here. Yeah, probably was almost up uh, four. And then SoFi's is here about three. It's not bad. Okay, I'm going to look one more time at what the suits are saying. Let's see what the suits are saying. Uh, real returns matter for the first time in decades lol uh-huh. yeah that's uh no nothing here okay so that's been stable nothing's really changed some commentary here taton ottawa protests out of control mm-hmm. wafers what's this global wafers Oh, okay. This is just a merger and acquisition. I thought maybe they were going to tell us something else. U.S. and Japan set to announce pact to end Trump-era steel tariffs. Oh, that's good. Usually, some some moves on uh, or on, on removing uh, tariffs uh, and getting to a little bit more of a free market. I, I think is is a wonderful thing. All right. So somebody's talking. Oh, yeah. sheep's moving. You're right. Look at this. Here's Sheeb on on FTX sitting about three thousand right now, uh, really up nicely from about that twenty one hundred we had earlier. Look at these moves here. Uh, Sheeb is really really getting some enthusiasm right now. Uh, if I I'm gonna zoom out here a little bit, let's go to uh, let's go to the one hour candlestick. Yeah, ooh, look at those moves. My goodness, we were two thousand not that long ago. Nice rally here uh, on uh, uh, about yesterday actually yesterday really nice rally that took us from about 2300 to about 2800 uh, now looks like we're getting another little push here breaking above uh the previous rejection here not bad not bad wow good job Sheed. all right one more look here piton chillaxing a little bit yeah p- people just don't love peloton it's, it's hard uh mmm Tesla is going funny. Yeah, yeah, some nonsense. Okay, so a firm is still pushing those green candlesticks. still hitting highs here, just even just a minute ago on the day here. So uh it's been trending up nicely. Of course, as soon as you say that, it ends up turning red. But uh even Matterport here. Yeah, and and you're not really seeing an a, an additional set of pain. It's not like you're seeing a bunch of stocks start running over into the red range. So it's a it's a good day. Uh, yeah, Google's Google's just not doing anything. It's you know Google's one of those that's just almost impossible to move though. Like uh, Wall Street Bets was trying to move it, and they were really only able to move it in the pre market. And I'm like, oh, don't buy in the pre market. And the thing ran to like three thousand sixty or something crazy. And uh, you know now it's under twenty nine hundred again. Under 2,900 again. There we go. Say that clearly, Kevin. Uh, Okay, what do we got here? Tesla. Uh, Okay, a little bit of softening here, but you get this throughout the day. I mean, this is just normal fluctuation crap. Uh, At this point, it it seems like today's really signing up for for a good solid day in the market with uh, with some decent rallying uh, coming from from some some of the stocks we've been watching all year here, uh, especially Cloudflare. I mean, back to 114 from from the 80 or whatever it was. Let me look. Wow, it went all the way as low as 76. Look at these rally moments, though. One, two, three, four, five, six, and six trading sessions. The thing's up like what? I mean, had you bought it, you perfectly bought it at $76, which is rare that somebody can build a large position there. That's 50%. That's quite wild. That, those are some wild swings. Uh, and, and what's nice is we're really starting to see more. Look how much more green we're seeing here compared to what we were seeing when we saw these little fake kind of uh, dead cat bounces over here. You know, dead cat, dead cat, dead cat, dead cat. Here we're getting a, a little bit more reiteration. Tried going red there for a moment, getting that re uh, reaffirmation that may, maybe maybe the bottom was in, uh, which is good. And about 6% on Baba. Doesn't necessarily change the longer term macro issues that we face, but short term, that's great. Good. Okay. QQQ, half percent. And SPY, I think I want to say, was basically flat. Yeah. SPY's flat. Well, but up a little bit better now. 0.2% was about 0.1%. Tesla kind of falling again a little bit here. Some of that morning enthusiasm waning. Is anybody else doing that? No, Boeing's doing well. Yeah, AMD's chillaxing a little bit. Yeah, same th- same kind of pattern over here in Nvidia. Yeah, it's probably just intraday nonsense. Interesting market to trade. It's it's really good to know though for, for trading purposes that like you, you very frequently get this enthusiasm uh and, and then it wanes at a certain point. Uh and then hopefully, at least what we've been seeing in the last couple of months, you get a little bit of a push into the close again so keep an eye on this yeah something's turning a little bit red on, on just minute candles here but no big deal conceal don't feel <laughs> uh all right folks uh check out the links to ftx down below and uh if you want to see all of my alerts for whether uh, i'm buying or selling uh you want to do the opposite of what i'm doing that's fine too uh check out the uh, links down below For the programs of building wealth, and we'll see you in the next one. Thanks again. Bye.